Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Stephen Weeks, I'm Policy Manager with NHS Employers and welcome to one of our regular series of podcasts on staff engagement issues. In this podcast, I'm delighted that we're joined by Dillis Robinson, Principal Fellow from the Institute for Employment Studies, with whom we've been working on a project around line managers and staff engagement. Uh, Dillis will explain a bit more, but the background to the project was that NHS Employers was asked, following the Francis report, to see what we could do to offer more support to line managers in the NHS and we identified and we've been working with seven trusts in the NHS to look at the issues facing line managers and to work with groups of line managers to look at how they can foster uh, staff engagement in their teams. And Dillis is going to be explaining a bit more on what we found out about in the project and highlighting some of the lessons for NHS organisations. So Dillis, welcome and thank you for all your work on the, on the project. Uh, what would you say were the main issues identified in the programme of work that you've been undertaking? Mm. Thank you very much Stephen. Um, yes, it's been a, a really interesting um, project so far. Um, I've, I've visited six trusts and there's one more to go and I've met a lot, 90 altogether so far, uh, managers in the NHS, people who manage teams and uh, it's been really brilliant and I've met some fantastic people really positive and committed managers who are doing their very best often in difficult circumstances to encourage and engage and um, motivate their teams to do a really good job so in terms of the kind of main themes and issues that uh, came out these were things that the managers felt very strongly were maybe getting in the way of them doing a really good job and if only um, the trust could maybe help them just a little bit more with these issues then then they could get a lot more done so I think in no particular order but I think one one issue that struck me very very much is that people in the NHS often have a lot of people to manage so um, I was hearing about teams of 30, 60, I think in one case even 80 people um, and this is really very difficult for managers I think that they didn't have much time to do this job properly, this very important job properly, um, especially when they had sometimes clinical or operational commitments and also they felt that maybe they didn't have enough guidance on how to do this job well um, and sometimes they, they were saying to me that this is the first training I've ever had and it would be lovely if we could have um, a bit more. I think another thing, theme that came out was around inconsistency. So some of the managers were saying, well, we really want to do our best to pass on important trust messages to our team and explain the bigger picture. Um, but we're getting inconsistent messages ourselves and sometimes we're not always told about the rationale behind decisions. And another thing is our policies keep changing and as soon as we get used to one way of doing it and explain that to our staff then we're told to do it in a, in a different way. So that was causing some, some issues for them. Then I think there was an issue around us and them which was I think quite disappointing to hear about in some trusts in that some of the managers and these tended to be first line managers or middle managers they felt very separated from the senior team. They didn't always understand um, what the senior team was talking about, they didn't understand the rationale for decisions, they weren't very involved themselves and in some trusts, especially the geographically dispersed ones, 
the senior teams could seem very remote from day-to-day -day management. Um, so I think that was a big issue that maybe trusts need to think about. Um, then another thing was maybe a focus sometimes on what the managers saw as the wrong things. So a big focus on targets, often nationally imposed targets. Um, and the managers themselves were worried that, yes, these things are very important, but maybe the trust is taking its eye off the ball on other things that are that are important too. So maybe too much of a focus on the last CQC report or um, a national target that was perceived to be the be-all and end-all. Then I think another thing that came out was um, a really interesting one, that, that there was a huge appetite amongst these managers for getting together, for networking, for sharing ideas for improvement, for getting involved, um, trying out in, in innovations. Um, for many of the trusts, uh, this, this uh, event that they participated in was the first time they'd met managers from other functions and they were quite fascinated to find out what other people did and fascinated to find out that they were not alone, that the problems they were experiencing were, were shared by just about every other uh, line manager in the trust. And I think the last thing maybe um, is worth mentioning, but maybe trust can't do a lot about it, is that people just moan about IT. And this is consistent, and I find this in every organisation I go to, but certainly in some of the trusts I went to, it, it was causing quite a lot of um, problems for managers, and they were thinking it really got in the way of their uh, doing their day-to-day -day job very properly. I'm sure a lot of those issues will be ones that will resonate with our audience. They're not, of course, in NHS employers itself. Um, <laughs> IT is excellent. Um, one issue that, that does get picked up and discussed a lot is, is there something, uh, and I know your organisation does a lot of work with managers across uh, the economy, is there something special about the nature of the line manager role in the NHS that makes it particularly challenging or, or difficult, or are there some special issues that need to be addressed for NHS line managers that are different mm -hmm. to those in other sectors? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I think, by and large, the sorts of um, issues, problems, day-to-day -day things that the managers were dealing with in the NHS, the NHS trust that I went to, are probably broadly similar to those faced by line managers everywhere. But I think there were maybe two areas where I thought things were rather more marked and rather more of an issue in the NHS. I think one was this theme of too many people to manage and not enough time to do it properly. Because if you think about it, if you're responsible directly for 30, 50 plus staff, incredibly difficult to do their their one-to-ones, their supervisions, their appraisals, deal with any issues that they had. Really hard to do that properly, especially if you've got a clinical or operational commitment as well. So that was one issue. So I think maybe that's something that NHS trusts need to look at. Um, and also I think this extreme focus on targets that were usually externally imposed um, so that the teams themselves had little input into what those targets should be. It's very common to have for people in all organisations, private, public, third sectors, to have targets to work to, but usually they seem to be a little bit more relevant um, and maybe less top-down than I think people were experiencing in the NHS trusts I visited. Just one supplementary on, on that, I'm sure that point will also resonate a lot with the audiences. Um, many N NHS staff end up becoming line managers as a result of being successful clinicians. Mm. Like they didn't necessarily seek out that role or have much training on that role. Was that something you found in the trust that you worked with? Had, had there been much specific training for these managers? 
by and large people hadn't had a lot of training um, and they didn't have a huge amount of guidance about how they should be in these roles so there wasn't a sort of line management guide or um, a blueprint for them to follow and very often in there were behavioural frameworks but they didn't often fun um, focus very much on the people management behaviours that would be you know suitable to adopt so we did focus quite a lot in the in the events where that I um, participated in in these trusts on specific behaviours that were considered to be engaging. This is a, based on, on research that we've done um, at the Institute for Employment Studies. So we did a lot of work with the managers on how they could really maximise um, their effectiveness at being, at being good and engaging managers. Thanks very much and just um, so that people are aware we're going to be publicising um, some of that work as with a report on the overall project and some particular top tips for individual managers that themselves on our website. Which brings us to sort of the, the core of um, what lessons we can learn from the research to, in terms of what steps do you think individual organisations can take to support their line managers, particularly the overall leadership of the organisation and functions such as HR, um, which mm. our, our audience will be particularly interested in. Mm. I think first of all um, what I'd say is that it's very important for organisations to understand that line managers are crucially vital people. So these are the people that are going to be implementing your strategy, your direction, your purpose, your objectives to their teams. Um, these are the people who are actually implementing the policies that are set um, centrally. So it's really important, I think, for trust to understand, first of all, how they would like their managers to behave and to get that across. And these are very often simple things like um, being clear communicators, supporting their teams, involving their teams, respecting and recognising and valuing their teams, celebrating success, explaining the big picture, developing people. None of this is rocket science, but it is quite surprising how a manager who maybe has just has been promoted because he or she is a good nurse or pharmacist or technician or accountant um, will suddenly find themselves as people managers and, and feel a little bit lost and floundering in their role. So I think it's important for managers to you know understand and, and, and have that really put across by, by the trust how they should behave. They should be helped to sort of understand themselves and also help to become more resilient because it's you know it's tough out there and it's going to get tougher. And then there's some specifics I think that um, NHS organisations can do. First of all, I think really getting across that they value the people management role, um, that this role is really taken seriously in the NHS and that the trust actually values the fact that people are taking on these roles and trying to do them um, the best they possibly can. Then I think have a look at messages and policies coming out from the top and just try and make sure that they are as consistent as possible, that they do join up. So if you're doing something on values, for example, which is very you know popular at the moment in the NHS, just make sure that all your policies and your messages and the thing and the actions you take do actually are actually in line with the values. So it's 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 not a maybe not a difficult thing to do, but maybe it's very easy for things to slip through that seem a contradiction to other messages that are going out. 
Then I think also um, line managers need support, so they need support from their own managers, from the top of the organisation, they need support from central functions like HR and like finance. And they also need the senior people, the senior team, to really sort of model the positive behaviours that they would like to see adopted throughout the organisation. And I think maybe, finally, um, in most trusts I found that managers felt a bit isolated. They didn't, they didn't feel that they understood what was going on in the rest of the organisation. Um, they loved the opportunity that the two-day event gave them to share with each other. So anything that trusted could do to facilitate that, um, to enable managers to share ideas, um, to talk to each other, just to sort of maybe share problems and how to tackle them, I think would be really, really beneficial to the organisation as a whole. Thanks very much, Dillis. And those type of messages and more detail on what uh, a trust can do will be in the information that we're going to put out on the, the website. I just think in, in closing, I'd just emphasise that um, we at NHS Employers think the line managers play a vital role and it's uh, essential that HR works with the line managers to address the staff engagement issues. And the star recent staff survey results show that we do have um, line managers that are considered very supportive by their staff and the areas of staff engagement is one we're focusing on. We have actually had an improvement in how um, line managers are seen by their staff in the staff survey during a year in which other indicators went down. So we are making progress and we're hopeful that this research will help us address issues where there are still problems to be tackled. So I'd like to thank Dillis for the participation in this um, podcast and hope you'll all uh, be looking up the materials when they become available on the NHS Employer website shortly. Thank you. Thank you.